Chapter 28 Thoth The fallen tower created a bridge, and there it led me across the astral sea. On the way over, I passed by many enchanting souls who had all left their physical bodies. They were heading across to Aphrodite's sphere, with victory in sight, on their way toward the Father's pillar of mercy on the right. I took the path to the left, and I seemed to be the only one going down. All these spiritual souls were going the opposite way, and so I knew they were seeking the source of Kether's crown. But I, I'd been called for something different and new, and so I continued onward over this astral sea until dreamlike rivers, valleys, and mountains came into view. Gone, gone, gone beyond, gone beyond to the far shore. The morning star waited high atop the pillar of mercy when I bowed to the glowing sun as the clouds came along. Now the further I went, the more confused my mind became. It felt like so long since I'd touched that transcendental wisdom, so long that I even forgot my own name. Who was I, and where was I going to? I couldn't even remember where I'd come from or what I'd gone through. My confusion grew worse with the hazy clouds when this new land appeared intense and stormy. Carrying the blade in my hand, I knew I was a simple page of swords. When I finally reached fresh land, all I found were eight cups filled with miraculous water. And somewhere within my mind, I heard Aphrodite whispering to me, even though I could not spot her. She spoke of the knots in my energy centers, and I knew she was trying to help me out. Meanwhile, my mind seemed to ramble along while I tried to direct my soul upon the correct route. Everywhere I looked, I seemed to be caught in a mystical maze. I traveled so far from where I started, and now the sunlight was covered by a dark cloudy haze. Aphrodite's words would whisper. I could hear how she held the perfected wisdom, but somehow I couldn't retain these pure teachings, and so all I could do was follow the heart's intuition. After enough time of wandering, I felt so hopeless and lost. The astral sea had disappeared behind me along with the fallen tower that I'd crossed. Again I heard her voice whisper. There I found her truth linger in my mind. She explained the perfected path towards freedom. But the moment after her whispers vanished, each teaching slipped away and fell far behind. I couldn't quite grasp what she was getting at, as my attention span was simply too short. I even thought about going back to see her, but that option was my very last resort. Now why couldn't I remember? Why couldn't I just listen to her words and find the right way? All the perfect wisdom she whispered started to drive me crazy when this madness led me astray. I was trying to do the right thing, but I couldn't keep track of all the wisdom she spread. There was so much information running through my brain when I became overwhelmed after I realized I'd lost the connection between my heart and my head. Worrying about the future, I realized how I panicked about the past. Then her voice started to drift as the sunlight began to fade when pure darkness descended at last. The setting sun was upon me, the confused world was setting in, and the more I craved freedom, the more a terrible sorrow erupted within. I thought I could retain her great wisdom, but this personal confusion began to peak. Anxiety, dread, and depression hit me all at once, as if new lessons of horror had come to take everything Aphrodite had to teach. 
And how was I so content before? Now where had I gone wrong? If only I could remember how to reconnect my head and my heart, then I'd find out where it was that I belonged. I held the sword through the night, and I faced the battles within my brain. I cut away so much of the inner enemy, but this inner battle drove me insane. The energy turned violent and hostile. Was there any hope left? I wished I'd never agreed to take this sword, and I wished I never departed on this quest. Then at the darkest hour, in the total absence and void of the light, I saw a blazing wand in the distance when a Greek god came into my sight. Glory be at last, there I found that man. He was the greatest of great. This was the thrice great to whom I ran. You there, great sage of this wild land. He turned to face me. There I saw he was split in two, half woman and half man. What in the world had this being been through? Certainly this soul was not my enemy but I'd never seen a spirit quite like this. This person was bound by two separate identities. Was this a her or a his? Then this great leader held the wand high, which was burning with magical light. Illuminating the darkness with the power of the morning star, the great wizard's wand burned ever bright. Are you the link? He paused. I'm part of the light that's left, I said while squinting through my eyes. This person studied me up and down, then this being changed its form in the middle of this night. No different than the phases of the moon. I wasn't quite sure what to make of this peculiar sight. Now he appeared as an old man with a beard. Yes, he was a great and ancient sage. Then he took hold of a scroll from his pocket as the wind blew it open to a very specific page. Nodding and waiting. The rivers ran along the shore. But what was he reading? What in the world was he waiting for? Oh shit, he paused. So you are the Link. Puzzled, I peered back at him, but neither of us would blink. He removed a ring from his finger, then he held it up to his eye and took a moment to think. The ring had the same symbol of the mystical Ankh, and he carried no other belongings than the wand, necklaces, and a few rings that were left. A moment later, a mad rush of energy sped up through the sky when he used the Ankh ring like a lens, and so his sight was focused on my chest. Dionysus, is that you? It's been a long time since your journey led you to the west, he said. Oh Lord, this was the same mistake as before. Just like Aphrodite, isn't it obvious that I'm not a satyr? Aha, it is you, and I see you've got your Ankh planted in that deep well of your chest. He reached forward before his arms pressed it. Everything changed when his bearded head shifted into an ibis. Family is familiar, but look how you changed, Osiris, he said. And who are you? I am Thoth, the mighty divine scribe. At the bottom of the pillar of severity, I am called to look after all the felines of the mother's pride, he said. Pride? Was he speaking of cats? Why, yes, I remembered being escorted somewhere by a feline. Wasn't her name Artemis or Bast? As I pondered the past, Thoth reached for the stars. Somehow he sorted through the galaxies that appeared ever so far. Now the entire land disappeared beneath us, as if Thoth was playing with the foundation of all matter. We floated through this universe when he wrote a single note on a scroll as I watched the ink spread and splatter. He wrote something intense. 
consistent with this vivid and surreal dream, and the more I tried to make sense of it all, the more nothing was as it seemed. Who was this being? And where was he or she from? My thoughts seemed to harness the vigor of the morning star, while I was stuck in the confused world of the setting sun. When all is lost, when all is let go of, when all is abandoned, what you are left with is an ocean of bliss, he said. He took one of the eight cups along the path, and then he held it in his palms and started to pray. His eyes peered into mine as if he was trying to tell me something, but I couldn't understand what his gaze was trying to portray. He lifted the cup high, while a sparkling liquid shimmered inside. Then he pointed off into the galaxy when I saw a pack of stars burst through the universe before their stunning light disappeared to hide. Like a group of lions or a pride of cats, these stars were like a stampede of horses galloping across the plains before they turned black like bats. I couldn't see where they hid, and yet I too happened to exist among these stars. Looking back to Thoth the Magnus, I watched him translate ancient wisdom upon the scroll as if the whole universe was his personal memoir. This man was an alchemist, and so much energy was stimulated by thought alone. Wherever his mind went, all the galaxies seemed to shift and dance, as if guided and controlled by the queen's left-hand throne. Now this magician was a shapeshifter, and somehow Thoth alone decided how our universe would be arranged. Somehow I couldn't quite figure this being out, because he seemed to be ever youthful, but also absurd and totally strange. Somehow all of creation was cultivated with this power, and this is what I knew as the grapevine's Bodhi seed. Some would call it the Tao, or the Way, and this was the invisible teachings of the Dharma of all our creeds. He passed the cup into my hands after I secured the sword along my hip. I looked into the rim of the chalice when I took the first sip. The taste wet my lips, and from the moment it touched my tongue, the cup transformed and grew so vast, and I fell into the rim and splashed through the cosmic pond, as if I'd been thrown overboard or pushed off the plank. This cup was the work of a trickster, a perfect plan culminated by an excellent prank. A cosmic giggle ripped through my body when I sank into that celestial splash. Floating in uplifted energy, this was freedom at last. Look at that. It seems you've slipped right in. What a silly coincidence. And all because you had the courage to journey within. And you know what else I noticed? How someone opened up the gateless gate on a whim. Do you see the emptiness out there? That's Orion's belt. But doesn't the orange star named Beetlejuice look a bit dim? He asked. I peered up from the chalice, but now I realized that my splash into the universe caused a giant spiral to erupt. The cosmos resonated in all directions when I saw the Lord who was half-woman at the center of it all wearing a turban surrounded by nine cups. My eyes stopped searching when I caught Thoth writing ink upon the scroll. Suddenly we were able to zoom through the space when we passed through millions of galaxies by entering a black hole. This was the speed of light. We were held within the vibration of sounds, as if everything explained nothing. This was the treasure of eternity where everything manifested to reveal whatever could be found. We existed in no self. And wherever Thoth thought, then Thoth created the way. 
This mental power was the Tao, and this was the endless source of the Morning Star's never-ending day. Do you see that gateway there? Now what kind of soul would leave such a gap? And I wonder who opened the gateless gate. I wonder if this is a secret trap, said Thoth. Was he sorting through my thoughts? Or was he mocking my mind? Everything he said created confusion and bewilderment, as if there was something hidden in all these mysterious rhymes. I was a common soul compared to him, and I was a little puzzle piece like a pawn. And wherever I was in this universe, I journeyed so far that I was in fact beyond far gone. Now I happened to smile through the fear, and this awareness was beyond what my mind could gauge. Thoth was always ten steps ahead of me. He was a great king, while I was a simple page. Do you know something about that? He asked and pointed to Orion's belt, but I was still waiting on him. Looking at the orange star, I did notice that the one called Beetlejuice looked a bit dim. Oh Lord, now I could see we were at the bottom of the mother's pillar, and here I was looking all the way up. That's when I saw Bast's spear. Oh yes, I could see her and I floated by in a past memory. There I was a ferryman listening to a woman in the form of a cat. Yes, that's the voyage across the cosmic sea where I led a boy with Artemis of the Hunt, who was also called Bast. Did you cross that gate? After all, you're the only one who appears to be heading down. Do you know what happens if I go up to the middle sphere and all of Bast's cats aren't around? Why, yes, I passed that sea with a child and a woman. It was back when she trained me to be a warrior, and I even think the goddess named Bast carried a similar type of wand. Was she brunette or blonde? Dark hair, as she was the woman of the hunt. Good goddess, don't tell me you let my sister loose. Did she threaten to kill you, or were you seduced? Said Thoth. Neither, or at least that's what I can recall. She trained me to use the sword, but I lost track of her before the lightning hit the tower, which caused it to fall. Bast led me to Aphrodite, then Aphrodite directed me here, and... Oh goodness, you were heading downward away from Kether? Did they already teach you how to smile at fear? Asked Thoth. Of course, but how did you know? I can barely remember anywhere I've been, and that's why I keep going with this flow. No, you came from Kether, and so I'm certain you found union with Shakti too. Of course, I see the Great Father planted the Eye of Ra in your head, and so I'm sure he told you about Bhakti too, said Thoth. This is all very strange, because that was my exact route. Now how do you know all this? Because the Great Mother even taught me the secret teachings of love and how to overcome doubt. Well, let me ask you this. Are you devoted to the Father, or are you a warrior of the Mother? asked Thoth. I'm all for one, but I'm a simple page of swords. Not quite, Thoth held up a mirror. You are a page of cups who seeks no reward. You've gone with the current, drifting alone at sea, and somehow you've connected the heart and the head, so you've already learned that the moment is the best place to be. Oh, you've got potential, and you are aware of how all power comes from the source. Tell me, my boy, have you seen her gallop? Tell me you've ran with a great wind horse, asked Thoth. All I found is this way, but if you want my honest opinion, then I think I'm caught in a terrible mistake. I came a long way with a boy named Dionysus, back when we were swallowed into the belly of a giant snake. Thoth nodded his head, and I'm sure you sewed Aphrodite's tapestry when you got tangled in her threads. 
but look at this. Something is starting to click. Do you realize how you're heading downward, while every other soul is heading upward to the source and is going rather quick? Asked Thoth. This I did notice, and I remembered seeing many souls passing over the tower that fell. Where were they coming from? Oh good lord, don't tell me I'm on my way to hell. You're heading into the worlds. It is the place where all form enters into life's great gain. And up here in the Sephiroth, we exist on a higher plane. Now about that open gate. Your karma created an effect that came from a cause. Do you realize you escorted a vicious cat out of her sphere? And now it's on the run with the deadliest claws, said Thoth. Oh, I remember. I felt those nails of Kundalini's paws. She taught me much when we arrived in Tifereth, and she had quite the collection of the spiritual warrior's laws. It barely matters what she told you. Just tell me where she went from there. Well, she was in the form of a human woman, but I remember there was a kitten who came near. Why, it was a kitten that took off when Artemis disappeared. Oh, goodness. I'm afraid this is getting quite radical. Well, not in the sense that we're damned, but it's enough chaos to make a magician like me even more fanatical. Thoth began laughing when all the stars seemed to shake. Well, what does it all mean? Oh, just that the entire universe may collapse if the light of our link happens to break. He paused and turned quite serious, but still I noticed a smile emerge above his chin. Cheer up. Either way, it all changes, and that's why we need to go even deeper within. He pointed to my heart. Well, that's where we start. Ah, yes, the magic of the heart, said Thoth. The heart? Start with the breath. Reconnect it to the head. It's here right now. This moment is the only thread. So where are we? This thread is every moment's energy, where only mind and space are allowed. Mass is far too big to fit where the soul goes, and there's no need for carrying the baggage of an ego when it's so dense and proud. Go inward and listen to how you are. Then you will realize who you are and what is true. Everything that happens starts behind the lens of our awareness, which is the journey you're going through. Go and sense what is. Dip into this dream and imagine who we are. Step in the infinite potential of this bliss. Let go and slip away to journey ever so far. Every word ever uttered, every thought ever conspired, creates the formation of everything in the universe that always transpires. We are paving the road. We are like an ox plowing the field of our mind. We're a mere witness watching and wondering which way to go before the intuition sends its signs. There it whispers, sit with what is and simply observe. Are you separate from the source or are you one being of God's great herd? Yes, you are of that creation. Yes, you are that. Tatwamasi, go on and discover just that. Go all the way through. Why stop once you've crossed the gateless gate? Forever being born into something new, your essence is complete, pure, sane, and forever awake. This is who you are. Love beyond fear. Gone far beyond. The Eye of Ra is the morning star, and it's within the moment, which is always right here. Each life is our source, creating everything the eye ever sees. This is the grapevine of the Bodhi Seed. Yes, the great tree of life that connects all worlds, which is the life within you and me. All this energy stems out from our mind. 
These are the secrets within the winds that whisper into eternity's unique spaces. We're along for a great ride, and so there's no need to be afraid of any of these dark places. All things are empty. All things are transformable. Now it's time to find this kitten on the loose. Otherwise, we might be in big trouble. I promise I won't tell the Heavenly Father that the cat escaped. So don't let him find out that the kitten is loose. And if Aphrodite trained you to use that sword, then you're going to have to put it to use, said Thoth. A knot of energy grew through my base and began to twirl up and around my spirit spine. There it flowed through me, trying to force my head and heart in line. When you are frightened by something, you have to relate with fear and explore why you are frightened. Then you develop a sense of conviction by looking at the fear which leads us to be enlightened. To become enlightened is not just to slip into some disconnected euphoria or an oceanic feeling of mystic oneness apart from ordinary reality. It is not even to come up with a solution or a sort of formula to control reality. Rather, it is an experience of release from all compulsions and sufferings combined with a precise awareness of any relevant subject knowledge. Having attained enlightenment, one knows everything that matters and the precise nature of all that is. Fear can be conquered and therefore you can attain what is known as fearlessness. But that requires that when we see fear, we smile. And that is our greatest metamorphosis, said Thoth. This great scribe, the Lord who was half woman, was the greatest ferryman who had the mind perfectly trained. This was the thrice great who manufactured worlds and tethered them into the heavens where justice, truth, and freedom reigned. Esoteric teachings would reveal that a single life is but a stage upon the soul's journey through evolution. May we do our best to sacrifice one short day of our existence in the honorable fulfillment of a bargain, so that future lives may be free from past debts, where the great love is harmoniously attained as we are love's revolution, he said. Who was this great being? Now every time I looked into his eyes, I found only emptiness reaching inward. I touched the ankh in my heart. Now an electric connection captivated my emotions when tears ran out from my eyes like rivers. Not sad, not angry, but rather a release erupted when I was taken by this unconditional love coming through a stranger I'd just met. Now his strong arms reached into his body and ripped open his chest where a burning heart was on fire. This was the great god, that ancient king, the miracle of love named Maharaji, and he was that fire that created a howling storm of divine wind. There the entire universe was within his eyes, and now when I gazed up, I saw him in the endless night sky. Why I was looking into him, or was this her? It was all of it together, all of everything, and this was the dominion of the thrice great, the perfect weaver of all our sisters and brothers. Gone, gone, gone beyond, gone beyond to the far shore. Every collection of light was a speck of the morning star, burning like a lamp, illuminating life's great dawn. There the grapevine came into view, and beyond this wide open gate of emptiness, I knew that this was something I had to go through. Jow, he said. What? Jow. Then he tapped the center of his own heart, and the burning flame disappeared. An open gateway lingered 
when a woman looked down from the stars as threads of her energy were shaped like dreadlocks in her hair. I said, go on and find the way. Now get out of here. Ciao, said Maharaji. I think this was her. But who was she other than the vast darkness? She was too unknowable for any concept, yet I could not find a frame of reference to do this emptiness justice. For she was it, the justice of the cosmos, the destroyer and birth giver without a name. Was this her, the queen of swords, the matriarch of blades, and was this the only way in which all the debts of our mistakes and karma could be paid? No matter how logical an approach may be, or how sensible it may seem, there are times when the heart nudges us towards a different way, and so we must follow that dream. Have the courage to be moved by your heart along untried paths. Allow your inner being to resonate with our source. This heart is the way to find God, and your path is the way of Wind Horse. She said, Wind Horse? Intoxicated by this everlasting moment, Wind Horse is the essence of the soul that has always been and will always be birthless, deathless. This is the force of Shakti's undying eternity. This is the way of the grapevine, and now the bloom has come. Look to Orion's belt, and there you'll find the sphere of Rudra before you are sent to the home you are from. Never give up on our light. Your innermost spirit is the morning star that lights each and every day. Go on and find that lost kitten. Don't let Bast's precious feline get away. It said. Something about that dim light named Beetlejuice seemed to be calling me home. I could see it ahead of me, but I hadn't a clue why I was pulled to it, or how I'd ever managed to leave the goddess's left-hand throne. And high in the distance, I saw the pillar of the Father's mercy as the sun came rising from the right, and perfectly on this side was the Mother's pillar of severity, and everything ever created came within creation's sight. The universe is an open eye and its sight is always wandering about. So however you pray, or to whichever religion you find yourself devout, remember that the soul never dies even after the body passes, because the light of the morning star never goes out. Thoth took my hand and placed it upon his magical wand. There I realized my home is named Beetlejuice, and now the final aspect of this great being revealed herself when Shakti came loose. She was the source of all, which was connected into every heart. She was my way home, and she was the place from which all souls start. I had seen her source in all of the world's places, and in every being I ever met. But why couldn't I remember who she was exactly, and how come I always forget? The emptiness prefers we let go, as I am the celestial surgeon. I am the knower of fate, destiny, and kismet. Now go on and find our kitten, who is called Spiritual Fortune. She said, But your name, what can I call thee? Tatwamasi. I am the union that sets all beings free, said Shakti. With my hand still on the wand, it pulled me in, and if I'm being truthful, I'm afraid I went in too deep. I was pulled so far that I lost my own mind, because that's when I realized this was a cliff and it was far too steep. Drifting towards Beetlejuice, I remembered the moment was always on time, for the Eye of Ra was within my spirit, and so the Eye of Ra was the creator of all these rhymes. Gone, gone, gone beyond, 
gone beyond to the far shore. I held the Ankh in my heart and centered it on my mind when I felt the eye of Ra turn on. Whatever clouds of doubt had bothered me, whatever worries got in my way, all these obstacles disappeared when I felt the force of this source as my heart and mind began to pray. Galloping like a horse, every moment and movement was an offering back to God. The faster I went with it, the deeper I felt it gripping up through my backbone like Kundalini's claws. Uplifted and free, my heart and head were perfectly connected. The moment of eternity was hooked into me as I looked up the tree of life as I saw how it was pure and perfected. But there was still something so mysterious about it. How could anyone describe the source? So pure yet indescribable. Wind horse, she whispered. Ride into orderly chaos. There is no need to fear this battle. The goodness lives within your heart and cannot be beaten. Go on and take your seat in Windhorse's saddle.